Welcome to the Kaplan Learn Better podcast. My name is Stuart Pedley-Smith, Head of Learning at Kaplan UK. In this series, you're going to hear from both students and experts as we take a look at a range of topics related to personal and career success in the world of accountancy and finance. My guest today is Ross Anderson, an expert in wellbeing sciences and human optimization, also known as the motivational dude. Ross has an MA in psychology from Glasgow University. He was the Dell Technologies Ambassador for Mental Health and Wellbeing and now consults for many organisations that have included Cisco, Police Scotland and ACCA Global. Which is impressive enough, but Ross brings something very special to everything he talks about. His own experiences, which have included drug addiction, an overdose and having to face time in jail. What better person could we have to talk to us about motivation, bringing together the theory with the practice? Ross, I don't want to dwell too much on your life experiences, but I think they add a sort of a real credibility to what you say. Could could you say a little bit more about that? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, even though I'm only 35, you know, I've been through a lot of challenges for someone of that age, and particularly at a young age, I was exposed to... Like you mentioned, drug addiction, first overdose at 19, second at 22, unintentional. I didn't want to take my life. It was just the result of living a toxic life. And then in between that period, you know, um, facing challenges such as panic disorder, a very acute form of anxiety, autoimmune issues, losing friends to heroin, drugs, crime, suicide, and, and more. Lots of family issues at home. I come from quite an un stable background, a, a rough environment, a bit of a walking cliche, you could say, in, in, in many respects. Um, and uh, yeah, at 23, when things, it seemed as though things couldn't get much worse, my lawyer turns to me and says, you're looking at two years in jail for this. And that was the result of a history of small uh, to moderate offences compounding over time. Fortunately for me, I didn't go to jail. That was a big turning point in my life. And the interest in psychology came from me experiencing a lot of these issues, particularly with my mind, um, with anxiety. I'd been on medications and eventually, finally, I get to see a psychologist by the name of Rona and eight weeks with her and I feel significantly better. And I was so taken back by how much these lessons and application of these lessons had helped me that I just wanted to shout it from the rooftops. I wanted to help other people and that's when I went on a more purposeful path and did so and things have changed a lot. And a big part of that comes back to motivation. Yeah, and, and thanks thanks for sharing that, Ross. And I wanted people to hear that because, you know, there's lots of theories on motivation. I know you're going to talk about some, but I think the important thing is that the, the, the things that you're going to talk about have to have some practical application because you've almost self-tested like all the best scientists, your first experiments um, have been on yourself. So, yes, you, you introduced the topic uh, of motivation, which we want to talk about. It's obviously a key area. You know, one of the sayings is, you know, if, if you're motivated, you know, you don't need anybody to teach you anything because you'll effectively start to learn for yourself. But I thought what would be interesting is if you could just, could you start off with um, a definition and perhaps talk about the difference between internal and external motivation intrinsic and extrinsic of course so in short motivation if you google what is the definition of motivation you'll get something like the reason or the reasons for one acting in a particular way for one be behaving in a particular way 
their motives. It seems to be there's kind of seven key reasons or human drives, reasons why we do what we do. Um, and I'll quickly round them off and then um, quickly talk about extrinsic and intrinsic. So you have learning, the drive to learn, the drive to connect and bond with other individuals, the drive to defend and protect your family, your property, your community, the drive to acquire, to acquire assets, wealth, to acquire knowledge, to acquire credibility, status, power, um, meaning and purpose, self-actualization, and the drive to feel. And so with respect to intrinsic and extrinsic, simply put, intrinsic is you're doing something for the inherent joy of, and satisfaction of doing that. When I mean inherent, I mean there are no distractions or influencing factors. So let's say you've got a footballer who loves to play football like I did when I was a little boy. I love playing football. I would play football from the minute I woke up to the, you know, almost like 10 o'clock at night in the summer when the sun goes down. Why? Because I just inherently loved to do that for the joy and satisfaction of competition and camaraderie and all these different things. Um, thinking about those human drives that drive us. But then if you think about extrinsic reasons, there's typically th th three key extrinsic reasons. They're meaning they're external. They're, they're influencing factors. Money, fame and beauty. These are the three primary ones that get cited. So maybe you've got a footballer who loves to play football when they're young or um, they do it for a paycheck. Um, and often the performance of those individuals is very different. So it's all about goal-orientated, goal-directed behavior. One, extrinsic, is generally relying on an influencing factor, whereas intrinsic goals are more about you're just doing them for the love, the complete joy of doing them. Hi, I'm Sandil Malikarchi from Sri Lanka. I'm 21. I did SEMA and I'm currently employed as a senior associate in risk advisory at DY. Talking about motivation, I would say it's all about whether you like what you're doing, whether you think you're good at it, and finally, if you believe there's good market value for what you're doing. What I like about finance is how it's never absolute and what you get to do as a professional creates real world impact. Whenever I'm feeling down, I like to look back at the way that I've come and remind myself why I started. If I was a student listening to this um, and I say, well, it's okay for Ross. He, he's, he's found something that he loves doing, so he's yep. intrinsically motivated. Mm -hmm. But I'm studying finance, so I'm not sure... Um, I'm not sure I'm either going to carry on with it, but I, I appreciate the importance of motivation because mm -hmm. I've got I've got to work hard, so I need almost the energy. You know, I don't might you know it gives you focus, it gives you high levels of concentration, and, yep. and even you know improves retention. How do I get that bit? Because the, the other side of that is you know, and you can manage your extrinsic motivators, can't you? You can say. If I get these questions done, if I work for two hours, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll go and play football or I'll go out for a meal or whatever. And, yep. and you're giving yourself there an extrinsic reward. Yep. But I'm guessing that the intrinsic one is 
far more powerful on the basis that you probably played football even longer than you work now, Ross. You know, how does somebody like that tap into yeah. their intrinsic? And, you know, it's powerful and it's almost like free energy if they can do it. Yeah, free energy is a great way of putting it, actually. Okay, so you kind of need to go on a journey of self-exploration. So this is where, when someone asks me, what are the key aspects of your you know, relative success and what you've been able to achieve, a big part of it is self-awareness. What are your absolute strengths and weaknesses? I mean, absolute. You know, what are you impassioned by? There's different ways where you can identify what your strengths are. So if we're looking at test, validate, and explore to deepen your self-awareness, you go on and you take one of these psychometric tests. And one of the most widely researched ones, you know, I've done tons of psychometric tests, is the VIA. It stands for Virtues in Action. The VIA Signature Strengths Test. You can type in VIA or you can go on to Martin Seligman, the founding father of Positive Psychology's homepage, and check that out. He has loads of different strengths. And take that test. And what it will reveal to you will be five of your signature strengths, your highest strengths, your core strengths, your unique genius. It's a coalescing of what you've been exposed to throughout life and what you were naturally born with, a personality, certain traits. Now, you there's 24 of these strengths. There's there's tons. So there's appreciation of beauty and excellence. There's love and learning. There's gratitude. There's There's many. I've done this test three times a year, every year for the last 10, and it pumps out about five to seven of the same strengths. Now, the idea is that you want to have a think before you do this test about what your strengths might be. You want to do the test. You want to ask others what they think might be your strengths. And then you want to merge that together. Think about that. Reflect on that in your head. And then based on the commonalities between what the test says, what you think, what others think, you want to try and live through these and see what, you know, you're in, when you're engaging with a strength, you feel good, you get into a flow state. Um, so you want to see when you're testing these things, you're living through these, how they feel. Let's say you're a student, you take this test and it comes up social intelligence. Okay, one, how do you justify that for you? Two, do other people, would other people state that you are a socially intelligent individual? What does history show? Um, how do you feel when you're in a social scenario? Are you a social butterfly? Can you get into a flow state around about people? I know I can. And if that's the case and you think, do you know what? I think that social intelligence could be one of my primary signature strengths. Okay, how can you use it effectively? Um, what you could do is if you're looking at like advancing your career, Take social intelligence and see through those lenses. Okay, you know, in life they say it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. And I would add to that and say it's not about just who you know, it's about the depth of that relationship, um, how well you know someone. And so social intelligence can help you get ahead in life. And if that's your high strength, then you can, you can and should utilize that. Um, let's say, let's say curiosity and gratitude. Okay, let's say those were two of your high strengths. Um, and again, you're using other people, the tests, history, how you feel when you're engaged with those things to continually strengthen um, that that is one of your high strengths. So curiosity. So let's say you're stuck, you're sat in your room in a desk, like much like I am now. And biologically, you're all you're well slept, you're fed. You know these things aren't uh, an obstruction for you being goal oriented or goal motivated. But you're flat. You're like demotivated. You you don't want to do this task in front of you. Okay. Well, one of your highest strengths is curiosity. So if you think, okay, let me live through one of my high strengths right now, 
intuitively you'll come up that curiosity will wrap itself around that task if that is one of your inherent natural strengths and you will it will spark an energy if that makes sense and you will find something intuitively to be curious about that task and so you'll become more engaged and more motivated by it. let me t give an example with gratitude so gratitude you know being thankful for things if you have that as one of your highest strengths let's say you are uh, you know, you're stressed out over an exam or something like that, or a test. Well, if you put on your grateful lenses and you have an inclination to have that as one of your strengths, to be thankful for things, rather than some other person that doesn't have that strength, they might look at your situation and go, well, I c all I can see is, is negative here. Whereas if that's a natural inclination for you to see the world through gra grateful lenses, then despite things being on paper, objectively negative, you can still pick out the nice things. These strengths, Ross, do they, do, they, do they lead to happiness? What do they lead to? If you know your high strengths, you can start to live an engaged life, which adds to your fulfillment, which enables you to tap into more intrinsic, wells of intrinsic motivation. Um, and what's been shown is that not so not only are you going to be more happy and more fulfilled, which has implications for psychological well-being and physical well-being, but you're also going to be more successful. You're also going to be, be enter, going to be able to enter into flow states um, where time stops and you can fully immerse yourself in activity and you're not worried about rewards or the influential factors. Does that mm. make sense? Yeah. So so just to get that pathway right, you're saying this. If, if a student sits there, or anybody really, does these, um, this idea, and I, and I think we'll just pause on the test, validate, and explore, because I know that mm -hmm. that's a process, really, isn't it? We're talking yes. about the test. Yep. The validation comes from checking, you know, with your friends and family, yep. and then yep. the exploration leads to the self-awareness. It's living through those things that you think may be your truest strengths, yes. Yes, and then... The greater sense of self-awareness leads to a greater sense of the internal motivation, and that, and the happier you will be. Which you know, happiness often sounds a bit smiley, but we're talking uh -huh. about happiness as a form of motivation. Effectively, how long does the test take? Twenty minutes. So you can simply Google VIA strengths test. There's two of them, or you can go to authentichappiness.org, which is Martin Seligman's website, the founding father of positive psychology. You can go to the surveys tab. You'll find loads of sur surveys, and I think it's called the Signature Strengths Test. My name is Apurva Ravad, and I'm a part qualified ACCA. I'm presently pursuing my post-graduation in global financial trading at London. Finance as a professional field is highly competitive and one has to stay motivated in order to excel in this industry, otherwise it's very difficult for one to perform under the time-pressured conditions of this industry. At times, it is difficult to find motivation. However, the key to accessing motivation is to always align yourself, align your actions and decisions with your ultimate goals and objectives, plan out your career, plan out your education, and, and that is how you stay motivated.
So people think of motivation probably in terms of the carrot and stick and the external motivational aspects. But if you can tap into what motivates you internally mm-hmm. using um, you know, some of these you know, well-known theories, in particular this test, validate, explore. So if you can then sort of test yourself to find your, your unique core strengths, um, then not only will that lead to happiness, but it'll lead to greater internal motivation yep. and uh, you know, almost, I suppose, a life um, worth living. Um, and all of that, I suppose, is you know, when you when you're in that particular position, all of that is going to, is more likely to make you take action, which is the sort of prime driver of motivation, isn't it? Doing something. What advice would you give? To a student who sat there, I don't know, uh, failed something, but feeling a bit demotivated, what 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 would you do? What would your step one, two, three be, or what what would your key tip be to to a student in that position? So I guess broad level, take action now because that will minimise any stress and low level agitation that you have. Uh, action breeds traction. If you're going to take action on something, go to one of those um, links that we mentioned earlier on, the Signature Strengths Test, or v- just Google VIA. Take the test, then move on to the validation process, self-reflection, asking others, what does history reveal? How do you feel? And start acting with that and start wrapping that around your world and your activities, both the activities that are mundane and boring and your goals, your pursuits. Um, And then also consider when we talk about intrinsic and extrinsic, we know that for happiness, productivity, mental stability, well-being, contentment, money and wealth, fame and beauty, if we live our life through these predominantly, it doesn't bode well for us, as opposed to um, living your life through these intrinsic aims, which is personal growth, meaningful relationships, and community contributions. So again, another way to find motivation is, okay, how can I think through those lenses? So if I'm bored with this task or this activity or I'm demotivated, how can I, how can this become, um, how can I find personal development or experience personal growth through this? How can I use this to communicate, uh, contribute to my small or large community in some way? Um, how can I use it to develop a meaningful relationship? Um, so maybe the latter two there, meaningful relationships and community contributions, you might not be able to embed into a particular task that might be harder but you can certainly find ways to achieve personal growth through your activity um if that makes sense yeah asking yourself those questions and and ross you've mentioned uh the martin seligman test and where you can get is there anywhere people could find anything more about what you do or any other things that you'd recommend in this area of motivation i'm on linkedin quite a bit um, I also have an Instagram, the Motivational Dude 2.0, that was always available because my last one got hacked. So I will be putting out more content. I'm about to launch a new website, which, which has a, a section called the Improvement Arena, where I'll be putting up um, an assortment of videos, articles, and podcasts. Um, and in terms of learning more about this topic, take psychology seriously. Your thoughts are the root of all you experience. You know, how you think influences how you feel, influences how you act, and the results you get in life. And so, Think about the importance of your thoughts, think about the importance of psychology and start to immerse yourself in topics like motivation and self-awareness. Ross, thanks for joining me today. You're more than welcome. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to Kaplan's Learn Better podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts to help more people find us. Let's continue the conversation. Follow us on social at Kaplan UK and let us know what you'd like to hear discussed on future episodes.